The Pasuk starts out, Vayibishalach Paro Yisrael, Vileinochel Melakim Derech Eretz Plishti, that when Klai Yisrael is going out of Mitzrayim, so Paro sends the people, but Hashem doesn't want to take them, Derech Eretz Plishtim, Kikorav Hu, because it's closed, Kikorav Hu, Kiyamara Lakim, because Hashem says, Penyinochem Oom, Baroisam Mocham, Avashavu Mitzrayim, they might want to go back to Mitzrayim. And then Tziv points out a number of things. Number one, he points out, that it says, Why is it the emphasis on para? When Kodesh Baruch Hu took out Kla Yisrael from Mitzrayim, they went out of Mitzrayim. Why is the emphasis on para? So it says, then it says, because it's close. So the Ramban says that it means, the key over here means, still, even though it was close, still Hashem didn't want to take him. And the Nitziv says that you don't find that the word key is a lotion of Afopi. Key sounds like that's the main reason. Key korov, that's the ikatam. Sounds like an apple and then the reason is Key sounds like the ikatam key korofu. And also he says that we're, if that's the tam, because penyinochay ma'am baraisa mucham of a shavu mitzrayim, what's the, it's, it's like it breaks it up. Key korofu, tam, key amaralakim. What's the second key amaralakim? So then the tziv says, based on a pshat that he says in Parshas Azinu, based on a pasuk of Parshas Azinu, where it says, Kenesher Yori Kinoi Agoizel of Yerachev, Ayifroi's Knof of Yisei, Alevro Say Hashem Bodod Yanchenu, Ve'enimo El Nechor. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu's relationship to Kla Yisrael is compared to an eagle, to a Nesher with its, uh, with its kids. And he says that when the eagle comes to pick up his, his, Kids, I don't know what the eagle's kids are called, but the 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 the, the, the goizelof, when he comes to pick up his kids, so he does things. He doesn't come down directly into the nest. He like hovers over the nest, and also when he takes him with him back to where they're going, he spreads out his wings and he doesn't take him on the ground and hold him on the ground. He, he brings him up in the air and he carries him. He spreads out his wings so that the the goizelof will have a place to stay that he shouldn't fall down. So, and he explains that the idea of, uh, of every mother wants that when they develop their children, they want to develop in a way that they're going to be able to function in life. And the Nesha's function is going to be loif bashamayim. It's going to be jumping. So he wants that when he comes down to his kid, he gives him the ability and he develops him in that way that he should be able to survive later on in life. So therefore, he makes him jump up. He doesn't go all the way down. He hovers over him. And the, the guys love have to jump up to get there, number one. And when he takes him, he takes him all the way high up in the air in order that he should get used to flying high up in the air. So he wants to develop his kid in order that that's what he should be able to function later on in life, because that's the way the Nesha is going to function, flying high up in the air. So you give him the, first of all, to teach him to jump up. He has to come up to greet him and also to, to be able to fly in the air. So he said that relationship is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to do for Klai Yisrael, that it says, Hashem bodod yanchenu Number one, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that the Klai Yisrael should be bodod, they should be by themselves, they shouldn't mix too much, as little as possible with the Umas Hashem wants to be bodod. And also, Hashem And Hashem wants that you should realize that there is no other factor in helping our Klai Yisrael. There's nothing else. There's nothing else besides HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Pasuk says, the same thing by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, he says, by Yibbish is the Iketam. That means if, if, if Klai Yisrael would have went to the Plishtim and they would have went back into civilization, 
So they would have mixed more with the Goyim, number one. And number two, they would have said it's Koyach They want to see clearly HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shlita. But if HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes them to the Midbar, where there is no other civilization, there is, no, there is no, nothing else around, so then, number one, you, you're not mixing with the Goyim. You develop yourself as a Bodod. You develop your, the specialness of nation of Kal Yisrael as a Bodod. And number two, you're in the Midbar. You have nothing else to turn. You have nowhere else besides HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give you what you need. So the idea was Kikarifu. He wouldn't take him to the Plishtim because you would be missing these two points. As far as why it says, Vayibishalach Parai, so that's just an explanation, because Bishalach Parai, Shiluach over here says, the Mechilta, Shiluach is a Lashon of Lavia. It doesn't mean usually what it means that he sent them out. It means that he escorted them. And the Pasuk is telling you there was no reason why, other reason why Hashem took them. Not because they were scared of Parai. It wasn't because of scared of Parai, that that's why he took him through the midbar. It was Bishalach Parai. Parai was masking wherever they wanted to go. He just was Leviah, he escorted them, he wanted them to go where they wanted to go. He wasn't going to share anything, but just to tell you. And the Kiyomara Lekim, that's just what he told Klai Yisrael. That wasn't the reason. He didn't want to tell Klai Yisrael that this is what he's developing. So the Ica reason is Kikar of who? Because when we're coming now to Shtelovek uh, Klai Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch wants to establish in Klai Yisrael these two points. Number one, that you should not be part of civilization, uh, part of the Goyish civilization as much as possible, number one. And number two, when you're in the Midbar, there you see clearly that it's only a Kodesh Baruch who is, is the one that, that takes care of us, and there's no other way to do it. That's the Pshat, that's why it's so right now. When we're leaving Mitzrayim, a Kodesh Baruch wants to sell back these two points of Hashem Bodod Yanchenu, the Kel Nechar. The Pasa continues and it says, V'amar Parai, so Parai sees them lunging around. So it says, V'amar Parai L'vnei Yisrael, Nevuchem Him Ba'arit. The, the, the drink, right? So then Parai makes the decision to go ahead and run after them. So Rashi is bothered by that it says, V'amar Parai L'vnei Yisrael. Parai said to the B'nei Yisrael, who's the B'nei Yisrael? They all left, there's nobody here. So Rashi says, V'amar Parai Al B'nei Yisrael, about the B'nei Yisrael, that they left. But the Targumernus of Benazil, says that there were two people left in Mitzrayim, for Omar Parah of Bnei Yisrael. Those two people were the Bnei Yisrael with Dosan and Avirim. They didn't want to leave. Dosan and Avirim, so he said, for Omar Parah of Bnei Yisrael, with Dosan and Avirim. Bnei Yisrael first to Dosan and Avirim. And the Maral Diskin asks, what he, we, we learned that the people that didn't want to leave Mitzrayim, the Hamushim, the four-fifths of the people, they died. They weren't taken out. How come they didn't die? What's Dosan and Avirim still, still alive? We see that they were around even later. So he says, the Maral Diskin says that we know that there was a certain amount of quota, a certain amount of bricks that the Klai Yisrael had to work for. And there were noikshim, there were people that were taskmasters to make sure that they would fulfill the quota. Those taskmasters were Jewish people. Those that, when, when the quota was not completed, it was not finished, and what was it, so then they would get it over the head. They would take a beating. Why didn't you make, they didn't beat the Avodim, they beat the people in charge. You have to make sure that your people are working. Dosim and Avirim were part of those people. And they took the blows that were meant for Klai Yisrael, and they took it for themselves. So he says around this that you could have a chiyav misa, you could be mechuyav a misa, but if you have take something and you moise nefesh for Klai Yisrael, that could take away a chiyav a misa. In other words, they were mechuyav, they were mechuyav misa. They didn't want to leave Mitzrayim, but since they took the hits for Klai Yisrael, they were moise nefesh for Klai Yisrael, and they took the hits. So therefore, they were saved. They were saved for misa. I saw a sacher friend as a misa that that he uh, that he says that there was a baruch tam. Was his son became engaged and he was traveling to the Kala's house to make the to make the lechaim, and uh, Mechutin saw that he was a little bit uh, not so besimcha. He wasn't 100 percent besimcha, and he asked him, "What's wrong?" He said, "I just heard that the water carrier in my town is not feeling so good. He's not, he's not doing well." Okay, so the Mechutin turns to him and says, "So you let it 
the fact that the water carrier is not doing so well, you let it stare the simcha, and he picked himself up and he said the shit himself. If a person can't have empathy for another person in Klai Yisrael, and it can't bother him a little bit that he could go completely with his simcha, then it's not a shidduch for me. I don't know if it's recommended today, but this was, the point is that when you have, when you empathize with, with Klai Yisrael, it's a tremendous chus. And that's the one thing that we should always, I guess, strive for. Okay, then the Pasuk says, the Pasuk continues, and Mitzrayim is coming after them. And it says, Vayitzaku Klai Yisrael El Hashem. Vayitzaku Bnei Yisrael El Hashem. And they cried out to Hashem. And they said to Moshe, Moshe, what's going on here? You took us out of Mitzrayim for this, right? Were there not enough, there's no places for us to be buried in Mitzrayim. You have to take us here to die. What's going on here? So Moshe Rabbeinu turns to them and says, don't worry. You'll see Yeshua Hashem. Hashem Yilochem Lochem. And then the Pazik says, Hashkadosh Baruch Hu turns to Moshe and he says, Matitzakei Why? Why are you davening? Dabra al Bnei Yisrael v'Yisrael. Go, go directly in. What are, you, what are you davening for? So the question with the Mepharshim asked, which uh, you mentioned before, that, what do you mean? That's what you're supposed to do when you're stuck. Matitzakei What do you mean, why am I davening? That's what we do. We daven. So the supporter says that Moshe Rabbeinu, really, when Klai Yisrael was davening, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't so nervous. He wasn't scared. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu had told him, you're not going to see them again. Mitzrayim is going to be taken care of. You have nothing to worry about. So Moshe Rabbeinu himself was not scared. He, he wasn't davening. He didn't need to daven. Klai Yisrael davened, they davened. But he himself didn't need it. He was, he knew HaKadosh Baruch Hu would take care of it. But once Klai Yisrael came to Moshe Rabbeinu and they started complaining and they said, we should have died in Mitzrayim, it would have been better for us in Mitzrayim. So Moshe Rabbeinu's concern was that the Bnei Yisrael would not want to follow him into the Yam. So he was davening for Klai Yisrael that they should follow him into the Yam. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to him and said, No, 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 Yechoshit B'Ksheir. Dabar al Bnei Yisrael When you see, then you tell them to go, you're going to see that they're going to go. And the pshat seems to be, it's because like this, that even though the Klai Yisrael complain, and on the outside it looks like they're not going to follow through, or they look like they're upset and they're complaining, but the inner point of the Yid, the, 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 in the, the pintle of the Yid, the Amuna, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was telling him, that's still there. That's all there. And how do you know that it's still there? Because when push comes to shove, when you're pushed against the wall, so who, who, you see where you turn to. Someone showed me, there's a Rashi in Shir Hashirim that brings down, that says, Harini Esmarecha, it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, that Rashi brings down this, that when Klai Yisrael was by the Yam, the Pesach is referred to Klai Yisrael was by the Yam, and they didn't know where to go, and they turned to Hashem, and they went to Dabel Bnei So That means when a person is stuck, and he has nowhere to turn, and then his inner self comes out. You see who he turns to, where is he going to? So that's what HaKadosh Baruch was telling Moshe. HaKadosh Baruch was telling Moshe, Yechoshe B'Kshem, the Lashon of support is Yechoshe B'Kshem. You think you're looking at the outside, they're complaining, da, 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 but when it comes pushed them to shove and you tell them, Dabra B'nei so the Muna and the Pintal Yid will come out and they'll be able to, to travel. You see a concept like this that in the Haggadah from the Siach Yitzchak, he brings an interesting point. He says, that seems to be a steer away. Well, what, where is Klai Yisrael holding at this particular point? On one hand, we see they were in the Memta Shari Tuma, and they were Oivida Avoide Zara. They just complained to Malachi Ashari, say they were Oivida Avoide Zara. And on the other hand, we find Lech Acharai Ba Midbar. We find that there was Amuna. They came back when Moshe told them to come back towards Mitzrayim. Well, where is Klai Yisrael holding? 
So that's the way the Siyach Yitzhak explains the same concept. He says, all these things that you see, that was the pressure of Mitzrayim, that was the Avoida, that was the Sviva, that was all these things. But if you want to know the core of where Klai Yisrael was, the Klai Yisrael was, you know, there's a whole Memtashari Tumah, that was on the outside. But the 50th level, that Pneumius, that Neshama of the Yid, that was always good. So the both things are Takachu. Right? You could have both. But that's where it comes out. It comes out where, when, when you're stuck, and you have to know where to turn. Where do you turn to? Where do, where do you look to? Where do you look to? And if you look to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then you know that that's where you're holding, and that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu was telling Moshe. If you tell him, Dabra al if you go, tell him to go, the, the pintle will come out, and be so, and they're going to go. And that's, that's what happened. The Pesach then says that Kla Yisrael went through the Yamsuf. So we know that the, the going is Mahalik, that one place it says, Vamayim with above, and then later on it says, without above, because without above is chema because it's anger, and the first time it says b'soichayom then by yabasha because Hakadosh Baruch was happy. And the first time when they went, it says b'soichayom they went in the yam and then it was dry. They went in while it was still water, so it was chema. Then it says later on that they, there were other people that went in by yabasha b'soichayom. They waited till it was dry and then they went in, and that's why it says over there chema without above chema because it was anger. But the the Medrash says that the chema is that the the the, the Malachi Yasharis came to Klal, to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and said, "Why are you letting them go through the dry land? You're killing only the Mitzrayim. You're throwing back the water on the Mitzrayim. Right? So it was right? So it was chema. It was it was a, it was a it was a din going on in Klal Yisrael. Should they save? Should they not be saved? Right? So it was chema. It was a lashon of a chema. It was a lashon of anger. The Meshachach says a fascinating. He says. How come this chema now applies right now? We're having by Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. Why don't the Malachi Asharas come and say, how are you taking them out of Mitzrayim? So he says a fascinating thing. He says, if you look at the punishments of the Torah, so when it comes to severe Averis, let's say, Avodazar, Gida Arayas, so if a Yochid does it, there's tremendous punishments. There's Misa, there's Karis, Malchus. But if you look at the Midas, the Lashon Hara, or Sinas Chinam, you don't find that it's a tremendous, you don't get Malchus, you know, it's a lot of shame. Right? Whatever the reasons are, there's no paris, there's no misa. So by a yochid, you find that the averis that a person does are much more chamor than by a yochid. Uh, a yochid is much more chamor than by a tzibur. And yet, when you find that by tzibur, we know by noyach, right, but there was a chiluk between noyach. Why, did the, why was the dar hamabel destroyed and the dar hafloga not destroyed? Because it says by the dar hamabel, they didn't treat each other nicely. That was the final, the final thing. We find by the Beis Hamikdash that the first Beis Hamikdash was destroyed because of Gil Shvich Shvichet And Avodah Zarah, it was 70 years. 70 years later, they were back. The second Beis Hamikdash, which was Sinas Chinam, was still waiting for the Beis Hamikdash. So he says the opposite you find. By the Tzibur, you find that if it's a chesaron in the Midas of the Tzibur, there, there it's much worse. There it's much worse. So when it comes to the Yachid, there you see that the Midas are much less severe than by the, by, by the Korah bears. But when it comes to the Tzibur, you find the opposite. That when it comes to the Tzibur, the Korah bear is much worse. And he explains that because the Tzibur, if a Tzibur is doing something wrong, let's say they're doing Avodah Zarah, Shri Chazdam, Kilar so there Akash Baruch says, it's a Tzibur, let's give him a chance to do Tshuva. But once they go ahead, and they have a chesaron in their midas, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you're not a tzibur anymore. Now you're a yochet. I have to treat you like a yochet. And if I treat you like a yochet, then I have to go ahead and give you the severity of what a yochet does. Right? 
So in other words, if, if a Klai Yisrael is being Isaac, let's say, Chas Shalom in Avayda Zar, Gidarash Fichas Domim, HaKadosh Baruch could be Mavater, he could wait for them to do Tshuva, he could give them opportunities to do Tshuva. But once he sees that they're not acting like a Tzibar, they're not getting along with each other in this Tzibar, then HaKadosh Baruch says, now I have to treat you like a Yochit. And as a Yochit, I have to give you the severity of these Averis of a Yochit. So he said, by Klai Yisrael, Vishas Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, in Mitzrayim, so even though they were the Memtash Aretuma, like we mentioned, but they got along. There was no fighting. There was no, nothing going on with each other. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch says, you saw a tzibar, I could be mevat, I could wait for you to do tshuva, you'll eventually come around, I'll wait for you to do tshuva. But by the Yamsuf, it says that there were Arba Kitois that came, and some people wanted to go back, and some people wanted to go there. Once there was fighting already, so then HaKadosh Baruch says, one second, once you're fighting, then I can't be mevat there on anything, and therefore you have to come to dinner, I have to treat you like a yochit, and therefore I have to treat you like a yochit, and I have to be done. Maisa, the Medrash answers, but it answers the why, why he saved them. But uh, there was a dead Torah at that particular point, there was a chaim at that particular point, because they broke off, so to speak, from the dinam of the tzibar, by arguing, by having tzinus chinam, and therefore says, you have to treat you like a yochet. So that's the concept. The concept is, as long as we're together, as long as we get along, we have, we're good with the midas, so then we get treated like, like a tzibar. We know it says oz yashir, right? Oz yashir is a lotion of the, the future. Oz Yashir, the song for the future, and Rashi says, The Dubna Magad has an interesting marshal. He says that you'll have a, a shirach was completed, and he, the, the Mechotanim are talking to each other, and the one Mechotan says to the other, I'm so happy, I can't believe I got such a kala for my son. It's unbelievable, I'm the happiest guy in the world. And the father of the kala says, no, 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 I'm the happiest guy in the world. I got such a chosen for myself, and they start talking about how happy they are, arguing who's more happy. And the Shatkin is sitting there thinking to himself, and he says, these guys are both, both missing the boat. They're happy about the shidduch. They don't know what's going to happen in three, four years from now, five years. Who knows what's going to happen? There's going to be problems. I know one thing. I got the money. I'm the happiest guy for sure. I know for sure that money's mine. So he says, Oz Yoshir is the child like this. You could explain like this. What he means to say is that they say over from the Blazer Gordon that it says, Vayoshah Hashem, Mahu. They didn't say Shira. So it goes to the whole Prabhupada. It was only by Vayaminu Bashem of Moshe Avdai. When they had the Muna Bashem of Moshe Avdai, Oz Yoshi Moshe. Then you saw Moshe. Because no, nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. You can, things could be going good for temporary. Who knows what's going to happen? Kaisrok could come, they could, who knows what could happen? But this fact that if a person has a Muna Bashem at that point, then no matter what happens, they're always going to be able to sing Shir. Because if a person realizes and he, and he believes that he has already has that Amuna, once they reach that level of Amuna, so then, there's nothing that's going to change. That, that shira will stay forever. The shira is that we have that amuna. That's what the shira is. Not so much the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim or the, or, the, or the fact. Because who knows what could happen as a result of what's going on. Nobody knows the future. But if he reaches that level of amuna Bashem, then a person could say, Oz Yashiv, because he knows that point. That, that point will always remain with him. And that, that's what we're saying, the shira. That's what we're saying on the, on the, on the Oz Yashiv. I saw a Maisa brought down that it says Oz Yashir, so it says Mikan Tchias Hamesim in Torah. So why is it specifically now? Why are we talking about Tchias Hamesim at this particular point? So we, I saw a Maisa from the Belzer Rebbe that he escaped during the war, and I believe he went to Haifa. And when he went to Haifa, he gathered his Hasidim and he wanted to make a Tish. And the people were upset. A Tish now, what's going on? You know what's going on? I lost my, they were, they were, they were, they were not in the mood. They lost until they had barely escaped Germany. So he brought a riot from this pasuk, and he says that what happened, but the same thing was by Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael, four-fifths of Klai Yisrael was gone. They came from 210 years of Golos. They're coming now to, they got saved. So they're going to say, Oz Yashir, right? 
Well, they say, oh, they're not, okay, they got out. But they have a lot of problems they're bringing with them. People lost their children, people lost their families, people are coming with nothing. They saying, that that should be an achama for everybody. That we believe in Tchiyas HaMesim. We come and we have a Tchiyas HaMesim, so as an achama for everyone. Oz Yoshia, at this point, when we say Shiri, should always believe that we can, we can Tchiyas HaMesim, we can Tchiyas HaMesim in Atari. At this particular point, this, that we see Tchiyas HaMesim. Just one more, I think that after they went through the Yamsuf, so the Klai Yisrael started complaining. And they came to Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu says, "V'nachnu ma'al lo'yaleinu tuluseichem ki'al Hashem." He says, "V'nachnu ma'al." The Gemara in Chulin says that there were three people that said like something like the lashon of "V'nachnu ma'al." Avraham Avinu said, "Anoichi oifer ve'efer." David Amelach said, "Anoichi telas v'loy ish." And the Gemara says that the gedoyla mashenema b'Moshe of because of "V'nachnu ma'al," yoyser mimashenema by Avram of "Anoichi oifer ve'efer." So I saw an explanation for uh, there was a mitzvah of Yonisaraibishitz, that there was a person that was davening, and he had a tremendous amount of kavona in his davening, and he was saying, and he was saying it with tremendous kavona, and, you know, I'm not, and, and there's nothing. And it was Yom Kippur davening, and he was davening next to him, and he, was nispo, he says he was nispoil from this person. He was happy to be davening next to him, such a person that has such kavona and such anivas and such midas. And then it comes time for laning, and they call him up for Ravi, and he starts complaining. What? You gave me Ravi? This guy you gave Shlishi, me you give Ravi? What's going on here? So Ravina Sahib just went over to him and says, I don't understand. Before you were saying, I'm nothing. You're saying with such tremendous kavanah, they have such tremendous anivas. Now you're worried about which aliyah you're getting? So he says, you don't understand. Till now, I was talking to Takarish Baruch. Takarish Baruch, I'm talking about. But that this guy should be better than me. I'm comparing myself to him. So for him, I'm not. So you want to say the Pshat over is the same thing. When Avram Avinu was saying, he was talking to Takarish Baruch. So even though you see that Nevis of Avram Avinu, but it's Klape Akarish Baruch. But here, who's talking to Moshe Rabbeinu? The people are complaining. They want the man. They want this. They want that. And still, he's able to relate to them in a way and say, Vanachnu ma. You know, that's what he's able to do. In other words, even the anivis you keep, even the humility that you keep, even in the, depends on who the company you are, you're able to do it, that shows, that's why it says, Moshe Anav Mikol Adam, that he kept, that he kept his, his anivis. There is a, a fascinating Meshachachma, the Meshachachma says that it says by the mon, that they're going to keep the mon l'dor eseichem, when I brought the bread, when I took you out of Eretz Vitzrayim. So the Meshach Chachmah says, what's the emphasis on that I took you out from Mitzrayim? Why is it emphasizing that he gave him the bread? You remember the mon that I gave you when I took you out of Eretz Mitzrayim. So he says that people come to think that if, I, if I'm a special person and I live on a certain high level, then HaKadosh Baruch will treat me. Then, then the Parnas will come from Shemayim. I don't have to worry about anything. But for a regular person who's not such a special, not Dovuk Batari, not Dovuk Bashem all day, so for him, you would th- he would think to say that a Kodesh Baruch doesn't give him the same tenor of Parnassah, the same Menashemayim Dikr Parnassah. So, so he's saying, when did I give you the Mon? I gave you the Mon before Ma'an Torah. It was Bohitzi Oisomer to try. At that particular point, Klai Yisrael did not get the Torah. They didn't get the mitzvahs. They weren't over the Torah at all. And a Kodesh Baruch was telling them, but what was your, fo- your focus was? Your focus was that you were, not, you were already going to get the Torah. You wanted to go ahead and get the Torah. 
So, I, so says the Meshachachma, that's what it's coming to teach you. I, I gave you the one at that particular time to teach you that everyone is shaykhist to this, no matter who you are, no matter what kind of dovak batara you are, what kind of gadol batara, as long as there's a, a nasa of an ishma, you're going towards the Torah and you have a ratzon to do what the Torah wants, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can give you the same tzina or parnasa, and that's why it says specifically, Bartzi Yisrael Meretz Mitzrayim. Okay.